Welcome to the Uncompromising Faith Podcast. Why don't you pull up the chair and make yourself comfortable? My name is Homer Les, and along with my wife, Wanda Ring, we are inviting you to join us as we explore what it means to walk by faith. Hello again, dear friend. Glad you could join us. 33 years ago, I met a woman who changed my life. Today is her birthday. To celebrate, I want to share with you the gift that Wanda is to me. Now, Wanda and I have been married for almost 32 years, and in that time, I've seen this woman before me blossom like no other. In 1996, God beckoned her to renew her faith, and she did. I followed up soon after, so ladies, don't give up on your husbands. There is hope for us. But with Wanda's renewal, she was given two gifts by God. One of them was that of an evangelist, and the other one was an intercessor. And I have seen that gift of intercessory prayer really blossom in these last 30 years. So today I wanted to have a conversation with Wanda about prayer. So, the first question I have for you, Wanda, is what is prayer? Well, first of all, you have to think of prayer the same way that you would think of relationships in the earth. It's relational, only it goes vertical. And the scriptures talk a lot about being part of a priestly nation before the Lord. But in order to be a priest before the Lord, you have to have the intimacy of prayer before Him. Otherwise, what you say is hypocritical. So prayer is foundational for relationship. That's where you need to start, first of all. It's the relationship between you and God, which should be your first and foremost desire to take care of and to nurture more than any other relationship. It's a vertical one with God through prayer. Why is prayer so important? Well, first of all, Prayer is important because it's in that place that we come into greater intimacy with God. Prayer deals with our internal temple. I've said to you, Homer, a lot in these last days, we are the mobile temple of God. And we have not been in a brick and mortar temple, quote unquote, for quite a while. But when you're in the wilderness, you learn to be the mobile temple of God. And because prayer and your temple is the way that you relate to God. Prayer is the way of keeping your lampstand burning. It's the way of keeping fire on the altar. And I've also said it's about fresh bread and fresh oil. Prayer is the way that you maintain relationship with God in the place where it's very private for you. I I call it the most holy place. And then secondly, 
from that place, you move into the outer court and you deal with issues of intercessory prayer and petitions. They deal not so much with you before the Lord, but your fellow man. So intercessory prayer is about God and your fellow man. For those of us who aren't intercessors, what exactly does it mean to be an intercessor and what does it look like? Well, Jesus is our great high priest and he intercedes for us. And he grabs a hold of the horns of the altar because when we do things that are not pleasing to God, when we do things that are lawless, when we do things that are offensive, he grabs hold of the horns of the altar to intercede for us. Well, in the same way, you see in the Word of God with Daniel, he interceded, Jeremiah interceded, and they interceded on behalf of their nation, on behalf of their fellow man, when they knew that themselves, because they always came before the Lord with their own failings first, before they even began to deal with their fellow man, it's a way of petitioning God, interceding before God on behalf of the offenses of man so that you can comfort his heart. You can say, I agree with you, God, over the lawlessness. I agree with you over the sin. Your judgments are righteous, oh God. You know, even as I'm saying, I've been getting to cry because there's not a lot of people that will intercede and agree with God about the lawlessness. And it's not just that, but you see, God gave this to us as a mandate to govern the earth. That's what he gave Adam. He said, be a steward of the earth. And prayer is the way that we govern. It's thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. And a lot of people, they have vacated that responsibility of governing the earth by agreeing with God and bringing his will into the earth. You mentioned Daniel, and we know that Daniel was a prayer warrior, but he also suffered a great deal as he stood with God. Now you and I have been through some pretty horrific experiences as we followed God and given up everything. How has the wilderness affected your prayers and your prayer life? Well, it's taken the plank out of my eye. I know when I prayed in Egypt, I prayed from a sense of smugness and self-righteousness. And you really don't see that in yourself. Because when you're in Egypt and you live in Christian city and the noise and the sounds and the sights of Christian city, they have a way of dulling and dimming your eyes. But when you go to the wilderness, you learn that the Lord wants to take the plank out of your eyes so you can see your own self-preservation, your own self-protection. And you go, oh, wow. Now I can pray in a way that I just see the speck in my brother's eye. You know, I'm not praying to take the plank out of my brother's eye because the Lord said, you hypocrite, take the plank out of your own eye first and then you can see to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And what the wilderness does, it takes the plank out of your eye and it lifts the veil off of your mind and you can see more clearly. It'd be like a smoker 
who doesn't understand that their smoke is really offensive, but when they stop smoking, they go, wow, that really stinks. Well, when you go to the wilderness with God, it's like he cuts off that addiction of smoking, quote unquote, in the ways of the spirit. So you can breathe and you can smell and you can see and your senses are sharpened. And you take that to the prayer room. That's why you have much more passion in the prayer room in the wilderness than you do in Egypt. Wanda, you currently lead a prayer call for Canada through World for Jesus, and you join many other prayer calls. What is God's purpose in prayer for Canada and the United States at this time? What is the focus and what is his heart about this whole thing? Well, I'll quote the prayer again that Jesus said to his disciples, pray like this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is so simple, even a child can understand it. It's not complicated. What you do is you just bring into the earth God's will for every nation, for every city, for every state, for every community, and you pray that out. Also, too, God's given me a renewed passion for the Ten Commandments. What I didn't understand before was the Ten Commandments are not, quote-unquote, Old Testament. They are timeless. And so when you look at the Ten Commandments and you look at the agenda of man, when I talk about man, I'm talking about sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. Man with sense and reason about the Holy Spirit has a progressive agenda. And everyone of his ideologies violates the Ten Commandments. So when you look at the Ten Commandments, I am the Lord your God, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Don't make a graven image in your own mind or heart. We violate all of these commandments when we have a progressive agenda, when we have sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. So it's a way of bringing the lawfulness of heaven back down into the earth when you pray and agree with God that we violated his commandments. And then you pray that each nation would come to a place, they would love the commandments again, but not from a place where they do it from custom and tradition, but from a place where they embrace it from their heart. They rend their hearts and not their garments. That's what you pray for. I'm sure that there are a few who are going to listen to this who have not been through what you've experienced or have gone through. As a veteran prayer warrior, what words of encouragement would you give to the young ones, the, the ones that are coming up in prayer? What would you say to them in regards to prayer? Start where you're at. Don't expect to be somebody who's really good at it. There is no script for it. Just begin to have a relationship with God. Just like in a marriage, when we were first married, Homer, you know, we made lots of mistakes and we had our fights, but we would come together and we would apologize and we would learn to work together. Well, that's the same way with prayer, with God. First of all, you have to establish the scent of prayer before Him, your own fragrance before God, okay? Because what the Lord desires is that you literally become prayer before Him. 
You pray without ceasing. Does that mean that you're praying all the time? No, it's because you have an attitude of prayer. You have an attitude of humility before God. And your scent is always coming off of you before the Lord. And so I would say start where you're at. And then it'll come to a place where you'll just flow. And prayer will be the thing that you yearn to do, that you long to do. Because it's not something you do. It's something you become. David said in Psalms 109, But I prayer. He became prayer. He became the incense. He became when you can move it from the do, the, the left hand of God, it's something you do, to the right hand of God, of what you become, then you'll understand that that is in the place where you really learn, you really learn to bring the kingdom of heaven into the earth. And then you really, really, really do walk with God and you embrace Christ as never before. And you're with him interceding. It's really a wonderful relationship, just like marriage on the earth. Thank you, Wanda. Now, folks, you can see why I'm so blessed to have this woman, my birthday girl, as my wife for the past 31 and a half years. Thank you for joining us on this Uncompromising Faith podcast. We hope you have been encouraged in your walk of faith and want to learn more. We can be found at www.uncompromisingfaith.ca where you can read more of what you just heard here, download our book, and connect with others that share in your passion for Jesus. May God bless you richly.